Welcome to Love Talk. This is Love Talk for Everyday People with your host, Tracy J. Hines. Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. And we have Leslie Lee. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Terry. Happy Sunday. And happy Sunday. Terry Sorry, Terry. Terry Salai also. What's happy going on, lady? Oh, um... Same old thing. Summer is here, and the way I know summer is here is the cicadas are here. You know, those big, ugly bugs that love to come and swarm. Yeah, so cleaning my deck and see a bunch of cicadas all over the place, so I know it's summertime. Mm-hmm. I got them all over my driveway. They're nasty. Ooh. I'm so glad I don't get to see those anymore. I was on the beach this morning. Almost 100 degrees. It was wonderful. Wonderful time at the yeah. beach. Okay, and also, you I know that cicadas. What, Les? No, I was going to say, you might not have cicadas, but y'all got dinosaurs running around forever. <laughs> this is true. We do. We have little mini dinosaurs, and we have some big, gigantic dinosaurs running around. Tyrannosaurus Rex lives here also. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> They're, they're, they're vegetarian, so. I was going to say, I also know it's summer because I see all over social media, all of the beautiful prom fashions. You know, the girls are rocking some really nice dresses for the prom. So I just love scrolling through my feeds and checking out all the cute dresses, all the cute couples, and congratulating everybody on yeah. prom. Yeah, yeah. Graduation, it's really cute. That, that's the truth. I wish I could get a do-over. Why? What would you do differently, Liz? I would come out the box sexy. Them dresses are sexy. Ooh. Yeah, they look good. The girls look good. The yeah, guys look good. But you don't think they're a little too sexy for the age? They're still kind of young. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a dress and you're like, okay, I think she needs to go back home and add some material. But I would say, for the most part, I'm seeing just some really nice dresses on the young ladies. They all just look fabulous. And I'm like, Leslie, I wish I could go back and do it all over. Because we didn't, you know, they're rolling out the red carpet. You know, they're pulling up in Maseratis, rocking the red carpet, doing the whole glitterati um, thing. And we didn't get to do all that for our prom. So I would Mm -hmm. like to do over too. No, this I didn't even wear it at my prom. But we could do that, you know. Prom. We could have a prom theme. We could do that. We could have a party and make it a prom theme, and then we can do whatever we needed to do, and there's our do-over. We sure could do that. Yeah, we need a do-over. We need to be able to rock like they do. I'm, the young kids are rocking it. Have y'all heard of promposals? No, what is I that? I heard about that today. What is that? So with a prom proposal, basically the guys, when they ask the lady to go to the prom with him, it's almost like a proposal in that he's coming with a gift. So guys are buying like $700 um, Manolo Blahniks or the red bottom shoes just to get the girl to say yes to him to come to the prom with him. I mean, some of them are buying, you know, rings. Some of them are buying like a shoes. So they're... It's a lot of money expended just to get the girl to say yes. I didn't know if y'all heard about that whole trend. 
No, I, I haven't. Sure. I haven't. Is there a television show getting ready to come out about that farm proposal? I saw that somewhere. It's quite possible. They have had other farm reality shows, but I know it's a big thing. Now, when I talked to my sister-in-law, she was like, you know what? If you come to my daughter bringing some $700 shoes, you might as well keep them because my daughter's not for sale. And so we're, we don't rock like that in this household. So well, I kind of feel her. Say, I feel that because, I mean, when he's coming with $700 shoes, that kind of seems like I'm buying you. And now what's he expecting in return? Is she giving him a gift or is she giving him something else? You know what he's expecting in return later on that night. This is my yeah, question. Where's he getting the money for $700 shoes? Because if my son came to me, and ask me for money to buy some girls some $700 shoes, he would get the cussing out of life, and he would feel so embarrassed that he he probably would never speak to me again. I'm Everybody's got a side hustle. Everybody has a side hustle. There's no telling where the money's coming from. And it's not just rich kids that are doing this, right, Terry? It's everybody. Oh, yeah, no, this is kind of like, been going on for a couple years now, and it's not just rich kids. And it's not just that, you know. Like I said earlier, you got kids renting helicopters to show up at their prom and helicopters. They're not renting just the limo. They're, you know, doing the sprinters. They're doing Maseratis. They're doing the Porsche, you know, convertibles. That, where's that money coming from? That's a lot of money. And the girls, if they don't get the, if they don't get the $700 shoes from the guy, they're buying them to go with their prom dress. So that's yeah, crazy parents. I'm sorry to say. That's, that's crazy. That is just crazy. That's you better take that money and put it to college tuition. <laughs> the parents are living vicariously through their kids. Just like I said, I want to do over. The parents are doing the things that they didn't do. We didn't go to yeah, prom in Maserati. Setting, if, if you're doing this kind of nonsense, you're setting your kids up for failure to think that things are just going to come like that. Things don't just but come like really? that. Are you really setting your kids up? Like, I, today I was listening to my church online, and they were talking about just that, the millennials, and how to reach mm-hmm. millennials, and what are they looking for. And one of the young men said something that was so poignant. When his grandparents and his parents were coming along, the emphasis was never on showering these kids with love, showering us with love showering the, the previous generation with love. Their thing was, I'm raising you, do what you got to do, I'm giving you all the tools you need, now get out the house. Whereas the new generation, we're looking at these kids differently and we're giving them things and love and attention that we never receive. So is it that we are setting them up for failure or are we setting them up to thrive in some respect if they build on the things that we've already provided for them? There's some people that are doing on it. I I think it depends on the kids, I guess, because I think if you just give kids anything they want or whatever they want and just keep giving and giving and they don't have to work for anything, they don't appreciate it. And then they get the sense that that's how the world is, that people are just going to give them things or they owe them things. I know we know lots of young folks that feel that way. They come out that way. That, you know, somebody owes them something. Nobody owes you anything. Anything you want, you need to work for. Well, I do know that the kids, this generation, the amount of money that they spend on things, 
it's just a different viewpoint. We would have never thought about spending four or five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes, sneakers, no. tennis shoes. They do that, you know, they will save their whole summer paycheck, you know, just to get a new new pair of shoes. Hey, if that's what you want to use your money to save up for, hey, go right. for it. As long as you're not going into debt or causing your family any strife. But they do think a little differently. And I definitely... Oh, if you're working it, for it, I don't have any problems with it. But if you're just standing there with your hands out looking for me to do that, I think that's where the problem comes in. No. Yeah, so I do. Up your money. I think this generation has been a little spoiled in that we do try and shelter our kids from the hard knocks and we do spoil them a little bit. I definitely am guilty of that. You know, I think our kids are spoiled. I'm okay with it in some respects. I really am. If you're raising a decent, healthy human being, I'm okay yeah. with the idea that you have, like you said, if you're not taking out of anybody's mouth, nobody's starving, your kids are not brats, and you just have that expendable income or disposable income to give them a little more, I'm okay with it. Yeah, um, I mean, why, why, why do, why do they have to reinvent the wheel? Why do they have to start like, it, like I never forget when I was coming up, my father always said, "I'll never buy you a car. Yeah, I'll never buy you a car." I had to buy my first car. I had to do this. I had to do that. And he kind of stuck his guns, and then eventually he let he relented. And I think it was because I had a child, and he didn't want to see us on the bus. But he, like, that was the thing that he was trying to instill in me, that he bought his first car and you need to buy your first car. And my thing is, why reinvent the wheel? If you have something that's going to prevent your kid from having to start all over from square one like you did, why not give it to him? Yeah, you definitely don't want something, There's something learned in that lesson of saving your money, working towards something. There's something learned in that that's going to help you as you go and move toward, towards adulthood. There's a lesson learned in that. You're learning many, many skills, saving, which is, which is needed, definitely needed to learn how to save and gather your funds together and know how much money you need. And then appreciation. You know and I know, at least I know, Something that is given to you is not as appreciated as something that you've worked for. And you've seen it through your kids. I've seen it through my kids anyway. Things that come very easy, they don't appreciate as much as the stuff that they've had to work for. So there's a lesson learned that. That may be true, but I I see it like one of the young men on the panel today was talking like they wanted to know why he's still living at home, what's the reason. You know, there's a good reason why these kids can't thrive and jump off and be on their own and be independent because their incomes don't even support basic living. I'm not talking about the five and six hundred dollar shoes. I'm talking about the eleven, twelve, thirteen hundred dollar a month rent. You yeah, can't pay that rent when you're buying four hundred dollar shoes. You can't. You can't pay that in some, in some respects, they're not. Even if they're not doing those things, their income does not support the basic necessities of just being on your own. The the car, the car insurance, the rent, the groceries, their income does not support that in some respects. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're not know. able to get out and thrive. 
That's why they're not able to get out and, 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 and hit the ground running because they've got 1,800, depending on where you live, what city you live in. If you could find an apartment. We have a caller, Leslie. Let's, hey, Les. Okay. We have a caller okay. on the line. Let's hear what the caller has to say. Hello, caller. Give us your name and what state you're from. Hi, I'm Marie. Hello, hello. I'm Marie. I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Hi, Marie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you want to add to the conversation or you want to talk about something completely different, Marie? I'm going to talk about something completely different. I don't have children, so I really can't relate. So okay. my, question, my question is, I've been living in Fort Lauderdale for eight years. You can tell I'm from another country. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, apart from um, dating websites and meeting someone at work, can you recommend anywhere else I could meet a nice, nice gentleman where I seem to be struggling with? Can wow. I start? Please, Leslie, please. <laughs> I don't know if there's a location. I think it's a mindset. Right. I don't know if it's so much of a location. I think you have to be open and receptive to just meeting new people and, and, and being, being, just having that look that, that, um, that wanting, like, I'm interested. And I, I'll give you a funny joke. Last night we went out, it was the girls and the guys. The guys went their way, our husbands, and the girls we right. went a separate way. And, and we all think alike because we all ended up at the same place, right? My husband okay. being the person that he is, he's not into going into the club. So I'm standing here, I'm minding my business. Now, maybe I'm looking a little too open for some people because this dude came up to me and he was like, girl, I'm going to sop you up like a biscuit and I'm going to eat you like a rib. <laughs> <laughs> he said all these things to me. And so I just started laughing. But if I was dating, I might not have laughed in his face. I might have looked at him and asked him, you know. People are always looking. They're always, but you have to be receptive. If you're in the Home Depot, if you're in the grocery store, if you're walking down the street, you have to just keep your eyes open and be receptive. Keep your personality open. Ask Mm -hmm. yourself when you go out, like, I'm, I'm, you're worthy of, of people's attention. They will give you attention, but you gotta not look at the exterior all the time because the person that you may be seeking may not be the person that you had on your checklist. Right. Right. Okay. I I can agree with that, Leslie, although I'm I'm probably in the same category as Marie uh, uh, to some extent because I'm looking right now. And I must say that I'm looking at different people, people different than what was on my checklist, if you will. I don't actually have a checklist, but when you say this guy is your type or he's, you know, I'm looking for this kind, I'm looking beyond that, you know, even across a different race, which is very, you know, something I would never do. And I also think that you have to be, you can't stay home all the time because the right guy is not going to be like, knock, knock, knock. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm here for you. That's not going to happen. So you have to be out and about doing things. Okay. Hi, Hi, Janice joined. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hi, Hi, Janice. Janice from where? Janice from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Janice. How are you? Are you? Did you hear what we were just talking about? Or you have something new? Or you want to add on? No, I, I 
just wanted to expand on on that whole thing about I, I, I take it you were discussing meeting people, how to meet men, uh, what's the best yes. way, how to mm-hmm. make yourself more receptive to it. Okay, so that kind of stems into my question regarding online dating. Um, I don't, I mean, maybe someone else can chime in. Is it as effective as it used to be? Because I've been doing it for a while, and I just jumped back into the game, and it just doesn't seem like it's effective any longer. Janice, I'm doing online dating as well, and I think it is as effective as what you put into it. That's what I think. I think you will meet people, and you will find that some people are a little crazy, and you'll find that some people aren't, and you really have to just look at a, a wider range of people. You really do. I'm dating one guy now who is very nice, but I'm still, you know, looking because you want that thing. I don't know how you are, but that's me. I want that feeling, and I don't have that feeling completely and totally. So I think it's effective, but I think it, it all depends on, on you, how much work you put into it. It just, it just seems like there's less dialogue on the telephone, more texting, um, more emailing nowadays. And I guess times are changing because the mode of communication is changing. Well, I yeah, find, times have definitely changed. I find, I find the fact that I'm constantly on the computer Monday to Friday in my full-time job, the last thing that I want to do in the evening is do that. So I would rather go to social events or, I don't know, where guys hang out or wherever, as opposed to virtually meeting someone online. Because I've, I've tried it, I have tried it, and it didn't work for me. So that's what I'm thinking, you know, can you ladies give me an idea of, I don't know, am I going to the wrong places or am I not going out enough? Okay, this is my suggestion. At the uh-huh. Home Depot, the yeah. contractors that go to the Home Depot when they're on a job and they're trying to get their materials and supplies, they go in there in the wee hours of the morning. You need to go to Home Depot all dolled up in the morning and act real quizzical <laughs> like you don't know what you, you don't know a hammer from a screwdriver. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to try it. Why not? <laughs> I'm telling you. Early in the morning, though, not late in the mm-hmm. afternoon. They're going early because you got to think about it. They're on a job. They're trying to get yes. their stuff done early. So as soon as right. the Home Depot opens, and don't go in the regular entrance. They got an entrance for the contractors. Go in there after like you just wandered in, and you don't even know what you're talking about. I'm telling you, try it. That will be a problem. If you do it, Leslie, Marie, if you do it, you're gonna have to call back and tell us how it went down. Okay, for sure, you have to do it. I'll send you back in a few weeks. I like that idea. I like my Leslie thing. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie, you can always get something interesting out of Leslie. And golf. I understand that taking up golf is um is something that one needs to do if they want to meet um men. Men play golf. Really? No, I'm so nice to get some I actually play the golf course, so I need to try that. But when you go and you play golf, you gotta Act like you, for most cases, if you've never played before, you don't know what you're doing. But you got to act like you need some help. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. You can't just go in there and get your clubs and go out there and swing and do your 18 holes and leave. You have to be hitting your hole, your balls all over in somebody else's way and running over there with your cute little shorty shirts on and your little things jumping all around. <laughs> Hello? Can you help me with my balls, please? You know, that's how you're going to learn how to play golf. But don't you don't want to sound dumb. You want to sound interested. You want to act like you really want to learn this game. Like, you know, this is so difficult for me. I really want to learn. And you can't go in and act like, oh, no, don't act this. No, of act course. like you're really interested in the game. Because right. then when you start to show interest. But the thing is, don't, don't do it if you don't like golf. Like me, I wouldn't do that. I don't like golf. Right. Well, well I've never played. So I don't do know if I like golf. that I like. I've never played it. What did I like? Because it's going to be hard. Like, it's just like Terry said a long time ago, you're sending your representative out there. So now your representatives have, have, have people believing that you like golf and you don't really like golf. And then it's going to show up like, oh, I thought you liked golf. No, I was just trying to get you. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. (laughs) Thank you, Marie. Thank you. All right, Janice, do you have anything else? Those are those are good tips. I I tend to be more of a virtual person, so I'm going to stick with the online dating. Um, maybe Tracy, you said you've been on you're online currently. Maybe some tips around how to be more effective. Well, let me just tell you. I I I I almost kind of want to read one of my um messages because I decided um, this time around I am going to lay it out straight up in the beginning of exactly what I'm looking for. You know, I had this nice banter with this older gentleman, not much older, but older. And um, the banter was fantastic. He's a city official in Miami and he lives near here and we had a really great conversation. So he writes this whole thing about what he's looking for. He's looking for someone sane, who's adventurous, generous, loving, blah, 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 and all these things. And at the end, he says, do you know anybody with these qualifications? And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. But before we can converse any further, I need to know, are you a Trump supporter? And he got such a chuckle out of that. So he told me, no, he's not a Trump. He's an avid Democrat with exclamation point, exclamation point. So then I, and then he says, well, can I call you? And I said, well, before that happens, let me tell you, let me say this. And then I listed my list of what I'm looking for, you know, available emotionally and physically and, you know, all the things that I'm looking for in a relationship. And he didn't respond. So now I thought, thought, well, there you go. You're weeding through. You said too much. You want it. This is what you want. If this is not what he is, I'm glad that he didn't respond. But then I realized, too, uh, Janice, there's a little game play that goes on there. He's not going to respond right away because then he'll seem too anxious. So t- this morning when I woke up, he was like, no, it wasn't too much. It was wonderful. You know, you just have to engage people and pull stuff out of them and be open about what you're looking for. That's what I'm learning. Can I say something? Please. I'm not on my dating because I'm married. Of course, you're married, silly. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to a retreat, a women's retreat, a couple of weeks ago. And I was uh, talking to this lady who was married. Her first marriage did not go well. She had children. And she said that she always knew she wanted to marry again. She didn't know what this thing looked like. So in her prayer life, if you believe in praying, she was very specific about 
what she wanted and she told it to God. And mm. when I say specific, it has to be what your relationship with God, what your needs are, what your specificity is, and you need to put it out there. She said she got everything. She wanted somebody who was in his uh, certain age range, a certain income bracket, a certain education level, a certain, um, she even prayed for the fact that she wanted somebody who was single and didn't have children of his own because she had children and she didn't want to have to have competing interests between kids and mothers. And, and she said she just laid it on the line and she was very specific and then give it oh. to God. This is just coming from talking to somebody who said that it worked for her. And like I said, I don't know anybody's level of spirituality, but I know that when you go in prayer, you got to be very specific because if you're, if you're leaving things unsaid, un, unaddressed, you're not leaving yourself open. You're not, you know, different experiences are going to happen and it's not a guarantee and nothing to guarantee. But if you're specific with God, like God, I, I, I asked you for this thing. And when she, when she first met him, first met her. Wait, before husband, we go on, let's, before we go on, let's take a five minute break. We got to do a commercial right now. We'll take a five minute break. Dennis, don't go away. All right. We'll be back in a okay. second. Okay. Thank this you. Let's go. Let me take my gazelles off Don't want this thing But can't let go Even though I need it so Thank you. 
so sweet to me What do I do? Welcome back. This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People, with your hosts, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. So before we left, we were talking about um, a couple of things, online dating specifically, and Leslie was sharing a story about, you know, praying about what it is that you definitely want. And Leslie, can you pick up where you left off? Sure. Basically, the woman that I met said she was very specific in her prayer to God of what she was looking for. And that she pretty much married the person that she prayed for. But initially, when she met him, and she met him on an online dating service, she oh. said he wasn't her, her type. And something was in her, she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, go out with him again. And she went out with him again, and... I don't know how their love story unfolded, but they got married. So don't be so quick to go based on a a list of what you're looking for or a certain profile. Be mm-hmm. careful about what you want and what you will accept in your life. I like that because that's where it starts, right? Everything mm-hmm. that yeah. we get in life starts there. 
you know, mm-hmm. asking for it and praying for it. So I, I like that approach. And then, and then receiving what we want and all that isn't what we want. You know, no, this is not what I'm interested in. I don't want that. I don't want you to treat me like that. So therefore, I don't want to be with you. I'm not going to settle for that. Because I think sometimes we do, as single women, we settle for things or someone, you know, because you don't want to be by yourself. And then you're not getting what you want. But um, there's no happiness in settling. There really isn't. No. It's just misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lord, I think, in- mm-hmm. you know, she prayed for what she wanted. So then when God put something in front of her, then it's that, then is the time to now trust that, okay, God knows what he's doing. Don't use your first reaction and say, oh, no, that's not what I want. You know, be patient. Maybe God does know what he, God always knows what he's doing. And so trust that God knows that and try it out. It's just totally different from what you've had in the past, but, you know, in her case, it worked out. Exactly. You know, you you bring up a good point because maybe I don't know what I want. Maybe that I have to do some soul-searching and dig deep within myself. Maybe that's why I keep striking out with men and the strong ones keep showing up at my doorstep. Maybe I need to know what I want. That's that's a good place to start, Janice, for sure, to write down that list for yourself. You know, what is it that you want out of these relationships? What are you looking for? What's your love language and what do you need, you know? Yeah. That's important. Good stuff, ladies. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for calling. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. I think dating is such a challenge these days. It really is. It really is a challenge. And there is, there's a little gameplay that goes in with dating, too. There's some game that goes in there, and I'm not good at the game. I'm definitely not good at the game. You all know this. The game don't start don't stop once you get married. The games do. I was going to ask you that, Terry. Is there still game in the marriage, too? You still have game there? Oh, definitely. You better play. When you're first married, you know, people, especially if there's two very independent people or people that are both very controlling, you're jockeying for a position. There's lots of game playing going on even after you get married. So suit up and get on the field. I am, <laughs> I am so not good at the game playing. There is just no gray area for me. Either it is or it isn't. What, what are we doing? But um, I, I have to learn how to play the game, you know. I have to wait out my response time. I don't want to seem too eager. It's so ridiculous. It is just so ridiculous. <laughs> no, it is ridiculous, but, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about dating is that men want the same thing that women want, but nobody admitted, and so that's why it prolongs and it goes on. And men want relationships too. I'm sure. I'm sure too. Something that was very interesting to me was the two ways that the two callers approach, you know, dating. One wants to stay, you know, in the virtual world and basically, you know, find somebody virtually, whereas another person is, you know, more personal and just wants to be out there. And I had a friend who, you know, he's dating this guy, 
And just like the earlier caller said, all he wants to do is text. And I'm like, do you ever just pick up the phone and have a conversation? What, what happens to that? Um, right. So it is interesting how people approach things. Like, I just can't imagine, like, it, you know, people do this. They have arguments with their, you know, significant other or their spouse via text. I, I just can't imagine me going back on my husband via text, but some people feel better that way. It's just you know, interesting to me that people like to do that, and it's it's just unique to me. I've never, I can't even put that in my head that I'm going to argue with you. First of all, I'm not putting all that in writing because if I ever have to deny what I say <laughs> later, oh, I can deny that. But if it's in text, it's in writing. So I just. Oh, my God. See, Terry, you are good at your game. You are suited up, not putting it in writing, because I may have to deny that mess. Exactly. I have to plead like I lost my memory or something later. I think you need a combination of both. In this day and age, as a single woman, I think you need a combination of both. Leslie, you are head on right on. You have to be, you have to have that spirit of openness. You have to. You can't go out there with your arms folded and a mean look on your face and just not happy and not looking your best. You have to step out of your house looking your best every single day that you go out there and, and be open. But I think you need a combination of both, online and, you know, real life, reality. I think, and, and like I said, I don't know because I haven't been dating. I think at some point, single people that want a relationship so bad need to be easy on themselves and not always think about the relationship and live in the present moment. And what's supposed to be yours is going to come your way. When you put so much pressure on yourself to be in this relationship or to find Mm -hmm. somebody, every day it's agonizing instead of just enjoying what today has. Yeah, you are so right because I had to tell a friend to stop overanalyzing every text that this person sends you. Well, what does he mean by that? What, what does that mean? Why are you tripping? If you are so concerned about something he wrote in a text and you don't understand it, pick up the phone and ask him. But you're going to spend eight hours overnight and not get any any sleep because you've overanalyzed a text message. And I again, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. It's it's too much. You you just need to be having fun, especially when it's a new dating relationship. No, no doubt. You definitely need to have fun. You definitely need to have the fun. Have fun. Enjoy it by day. I think something happens in the written word. People interpret things that weren't even there. When you see it written, like, I mean, think about when you're at work and you get a text message from somebody like, are they trying to check me? And they might just be asking a simple question, but the written word, something happens when people read it is they interpret it different. They put tone in it and it probably wasn't. Well, yeah, interpretation is, will kill a lot of right, stuff. You're people in, have different you're interpretations. You're interpreting something that might not even be there in the written word. Yeah, and, and you're I'm interpreting like emotions that that may not be there. You know, I've seen I've seen it, Terry. What you're talking about, I've seen it. Somebody will write, "Hi, how are you? What does he mean by that? How am I? What do you mean, how am I? How? 
And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to interpret. Yeah, pick up the phone and just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done for some. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to tell her. I was like, uh, so you still haven't called him? What's the problem? You know, pick up the phone. But it is hard for her to do that. And what age is this? This person is late 40s. Hmm. Okay. I still go back on relationships in the beginning shouldn't be hard at all because everybody is in it for a different reason and it should be We have another caller. Hello, caller. What's your name? What state are you from? My name is Deverett and I'm calling from New Jersey. Hey, Deverett. What's up? How are you doing this evening, you guys? Good. you have a question? Join yeah. the conversation? Yes. Uh, actually, I got a question. I have two questions for you because uh, I just want some advice. Uh, what advice would you give someone that's married and wants to, you know, they've been married for a while and they want their relationship to be as it was in the beginning or any relationship that's been going on for a long time? But you just, it's like you're in a rut and things you just got on a daily, 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 and you want something different or you want something more exciting. What advice would you give someone, whether it be a man or a woman? Ooh, 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 let me go first. No, let's go. Let Terry go. Terry hasn't spoken up. Give it to okay, him, Terry. Okay, Terry. Well, so my first reaction, and forgive me if this sounds crazy, is, you know, if y'all have been married 20 years, you know, my body just doesn't move in the same positions that it did 20 years ago. So you probably can't go back to the relationship you had 20 years ago. I'm not the same young girl. But that doesn't mean you can't spice it up now. So just look forward to a new 2017 relationship, a new spicy relationship with the, the current situation. So... Lots of things. Do you date each other regularly? Do you, there's role play you can do. Um, meet each other in, uh, meet up at a hotel. Go, you know, uh, book a hotel room and meet each other during lunch um, at a hotel and just have a nice little rendezvous for lunch. There's lots of stuff you can do to spice things up as opposed to thinking about how it was. Um, all kinds of new technology, new gadgets, new toys out there that you didn't have 20 years ago that you can have right now to spice up your relationship. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Terry, ding, 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 you won. That was exactly what I was going to say. You cannot <laughs> have the relationship you had 20 years ago. You can't. It's not so much the same relationship. It's It's... And it's not so much the spices, more the excitement. When when you see somebody every day, or you, it's it's just that I'm. It's not spice I'm looking for. It's it's the butterflies in your stomach. The butterflies yeah, in your stomach. Yeah, like adventure doing. It doesn't have to cost nothing. Like the simplest things in the world, as far as I'm concerned, mean. Uh, I mean, more than me, they're the most expensive things. 
the craziest things you can think of. Sometimes it's the most, it's the most exciting. You have the most wonderful time doing it. It's hard to think of things like that now because, like you said, you're 20 years older. Your body's not doing the same thing. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. The internet is there. You don't even have to think anymore. The internet is there. And type in your 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 bar. How do I spice up my twenty year marriage? And look at all. Can, the I, stuff can that I say comes. something? You Please. know what I'm finding recently? Like my husband and I will be celebrating thirty years next month. Thirty years married. And you know what is turning me on these days? Just having dialogue look at each other in the eye it's not about bills we're not talking about anything very serious just talking about life talking about goals and aspirations and just getting back to figuring out why do we like each other we then raised the kids they're gone we then did some major things in our life and now we're looking at what's the next part of our life looking like just having that simple conversation doesn't take all this invention. It doesn't take going on the Internet to look your spouse, your significant other in the eye and have deep, involved conversation about what is on your mind. I have Talk to agree with you 100% because, like you said, it's different now, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you said the children are grown, they're mm -hmm. gone. It's like it's an empty house. You have all the time mm -hmm. to do what you want to do, but yet still you're still focused on the children, the nieces, the nephews, mm -mm. and you're not focused mm -mm. as much upon the individual. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. When my kids were yeah. younger, they used to be so mad at me because I used to tell them I'm on team parent. I am not team kid because you're going to leave me. And I'm going to be mm -hmm. stuck with this man, and I don't even know why I like him. So I'm not siding with you. I'm on his team. You might not like it, but you'll understand later on when you're doing your own parenting thing. These, a lot of times parents are so busy trying to navigate these kids' lives so much so that they forgot who they were in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So did mm -hmm. we answer your first question? Yes, you did. Okay. Now, my next one is, is this okay? Uh, what do you think a man can do to be better in the relationship? And it's because I'm speaking to three different women, right? You're going to yeah. get three different answers, probably. <laughs> there you go. I them. That's even better. So that was my first thing. It's going to depend on the woman and what her needs are. And a while back, we did a show called um, Know Your Love Languages, and they say there's five different love languages. So if you know what your wife's love language is, then you'll know those things to do to make her feel better and bring that intimacy back. I think if well, you, you take a look at that and both of you take these tests, you can go online and find the test, and you can go on our Facebook page and find it on there a few, a few um, shows back. But for me, I like to feel um, that I'm safe, not like from the boogeyman or the monster, but I'm safe putting my feelings, my emotions, and being exposed in your hands, that I can be completely candid and open with you and know that I won't be hurt by you. That safety is what I, I seek. And I like the emotional 
um, connection. You know, I like to know that my man is emotionally available for me, that I can tell him stuff, he can share stuff with me, and we connect on that emotional level. That's what I like. That's what I need. And I was going to ask Everett um, the same thing Tracy just mentioned. Do you know what your love language is? Because your spouse or the woman that you're dealing with, she should know what that is. Is it you know, words of affection, if she just says, baby, you just melt, or sweetie, you just melt, is it touch, is it spending time with you, is it gifts, you know, all those things turn people on differently, so what is it that she can do to feel, to fill your love tank, and what is it that you can do to fill her love tank, and none of that costs any money. If it's just you just need a foot massage when you walk through the door, she can do that. Is it just, you know, breakfast in bed? All of those things are effortless but can, you know, bring that spark back. Can I, um, I can honestly say that love languages are fine and trying to figure out your spouse and what they need is fine. As a man... I think that at some point in your life, you need to get in touch with you. You can't fulfill anything for your wife until you do some deep soul searching about you. And I say all this to say because I'm experiencing things in my life right now. I'm reaping the fruit of my husband's labor based on him really doing soul searching a couple of years ago, he was invited to a man's retreat, and he came back a different person. Now, I'm probably the one, I'm the cynic. I was sitting back like, okay, whatever. And he's really doing the work for himself to improve himself, build a better relationship with God, and bringing me along. Whereas I thought that I was always bringing him along and making him go to church and doing all these different things. Like the women's retreat that I went on a couple of weeks ago, my husband sponsored me because he got such a feeling from this retreat when he went. And it wasn't about relationships with another person. It was about relationship with God. And then all of those other things fall into place. But I think as a man, at a certain point in your life, if you want to grow and get to another level with your significant other, you got to work on you. You got to figure out. It's easy to sit back and say, oh, she likes, her gift is she likes, um, she, her love language is she likes gifts. So it's easy for you to go out and buy gifts. But if there's nothing else behind that, just you buying gifts, or if, if her thing is touch, and you could touch her all day long, but then there's nothing else behind that, you're not going to get to that level of intimacy or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve if you're not working on you. When you figure out you and what direction you want to go as it relates to your relationship with God and your relationship with other people, you will start to see people coming along and you don't even know why. They will start to follow you because they see something about you. And like I said, 30 years ago, you could have told me my husband was going to be, he was going to a retreat and he was going to change his life, and I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> but it's happening. That's it's good stuff. Right? You have to work on yourself. You definitely have to work on yourself and your relationship with God. You know, that I think is, is, is the first area to start. That's good stuff, Les. Good stuff. 
Well, I would like to thank you all for giving me a lot to think about. All right. And uh, you are so welcome. You guys and have thank a you for great evening. In. No problem. Bye bye. <laughs> all right. Have a good night. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly like, I don't know what to expect from day to day, and it's me holding on to unforgiveness sometimes. It's me holding on to like, this can't be real because Joey was never that type of person. But I'm seeing the growth, and I'm starting to open my eyes to realize. Yeah, I'm opening my eyes to realize that I need to accept this. I can't keep shunning him. I can't be continue to be negative and not appreciate what I'm seeing in front of me. Yeah. And, and not allow is. his growth to take over and, and, and welcome his growth into your relationship because your, your, your memory is something different. You, you got to let the growth in, but self growth is, is the most important thing. I think, you know, we talked about, I think that on our very first episode about self love, you know, that is the foundation of all of your relationships kind of working out and getting to the best place it could possibly be is you have to love yourself and know yourself and know what you want. No doubt. Yeah, and in fact, you know, I have to give kudos to Leslie's husband for doing that inner work because a lot of guys won't do it. You know, they are too vulnerable um, and they don't want to expose their true feelings. So the fact that your husband, Leslie, did that, hey, that's a great thing. If you can get your man to do that, that's excellent. It is a wonderful thing. And I... And you know what it is? What I see is that people are longing for something, and it's that spiritual growth that they can't put their finger on, don't know where to go get it. But a lot of people are longing for something out there. Yeah, they are. And they're looking in the wrong places for things, just like you said. You know, you have to develop that relationship with God. You real that has to be your foundation. You have to. Without that, you're going to be longing for a very long time. For a very long time. You know, you said before, Leslie, that guys want the same thing. And listening to Deverett, it sounds like he wants what we want. He wants a better connection with his spouse. He wants to bring back the spark to his relationship. He wants to have that feeling and the closeness. You know, guys want it. They just go about it differently. You know, it, 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 he just reconfirmed what you were saying earlier. Yep. Yeah, it's and I'm tough. excited, you know, when guys call in, you know, because a lot of times it's the women calling in because women are more in touch with their feelings or, mm-hmm. or just have more desire to have a deeper relationship. So when I get a guy calling in, hey, I'm excited, you know. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a very good thing. Well, we need more men. We need more men to talk and and talk about what they want and what they're feeling so that women can connect. And we know what everybody wants. Everybody needs to speak up. That's why we have Love Talk for Everyday People. Well, today was a pretty good show. I I enjoyed today. I enjoyed listening and changing it up a little bit. Um, I don't know about my dating life, if I'm going to go stay virtual or kind of um, go out into the real world more. I think um, I like, I am, but I might slow up the virtual a little bit, but I kind of like it. I like, you know, for me, because I like, I like to see that someone else can construct a sentence and, 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 and have a little banter back and forth. I kind of like that. That's a turn on for me. 
So okay, um, do me a favor. Yeah. Go to the Home Depot early in the morning and try out my theory and see what happens. I'm going to do it, Leslie, and I'm going to report back, okay, because I don't know. Who was that caller? That caller was Marie? I think it was Marie. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it as, a, as an experiment for our show. I'm going to Home Depot. Um, you got to go early. What time? What time is early? I don't know. Find out what time your Home Depot opens, and you need to get there an hour before because I think they let the contractors in earlier. Yeah, but I have to have, like, a couple just roll up behind the contractor and roll in with yeah, him. I have to have a contractor. All right. Okay, I'm on it. I don't know what time the store opens. I'm just here. You are so lucky that you and Terry are married, and I'm not sending you all out on these wild goose chases. You're so lucky that y'all are married, but I will but do it. fun. Think about the fun in it. It's an experiment, Tracy, so we need you to go for it. Do your research. <laughs> Be there 15 minutes on time. Be there early and do what you got to do, girl. And then we can share it with the rest of the single women, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is crazy. I'm going to try to there in the morning. I'm going to try to record it on my phone. Okay. And if I don't, don't, don't do I'm going to try. You I can have my own phone experience. Phone. You're going for your own experience. Don't do that. Well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, today was great. It's time to say goodbye. So let me just say a couple of things. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. We are on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every once in a while, we put out a phone number and a PIN number where you can call in. We love hearing what everyday people have to say about love and love matters. So one Sunday, come share the love. You have your hosts, me, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Saleh. You can listen to us by logging on to my website, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S.com. You can click on the Love Talk tab and the Love Listen Live link, and you'll hear us every Sunday. Um, I also wrote a book. It's at Barnes & Nobles and on Amazon.com. It's called Love Addiction. It's a book of love poems. The paperback is ten ninety nine and the e reader is three ninety nine. Get a copy, read it, check it out, let me know what you think. Um, we hope to have you next Sunday. This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. Say good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. Believe